This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. I love, I love to be in church always. How many people love the house of God? I was glad when they said unto me, because something happens to us when we come to church, the right church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Proverbs 13, 20. Before we take our seat, let's read. When we gather together to worship, so many beautiful things happen. The Bible says, He that walketh with wise men, what will happen to him? One of the ways to be wise in life is to work with wise people. So it is possible to work with wise people and work with fools. It's your choice. But a companion <laughs> of fools shall be destroyed. Hallelujah. He that works with wise men shall be wise. If you find yourself in the companion of wise men, your wisdom will be multiplied. There is a team that you join and your life changes. And there can be a team that you join and you start going down. Hallelujah. But of all wise men, God is not a man. God is the wisest. The Bible calls him the only wise God. Because compared to his wisdom, all other wisdom, they are foolishness. The only wise one. So when we walk with God, what happens to you? Your wisdom is multiplied. Hallelujah. God bless you. Can have your seeds. One of the ways to expand your vision in life is to begin to develop a very wonderful relationship with God. God is big. And because God is big, everything he will show you will be beyond yourself. Ephesians 3.20 Let's read. <laughs> Remember, if you walk with the wise, so if you walk with God, you become godly. Hallelujah. Godliness is not limited to good behavior. It's power. It's vision. It's life. Now, the Bible says, Now unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above all we ask, or according to the power that is at work in us. If you have another translation, can you show us? Unto him that is able to do. It looks like there are two works going on here. Somebody's job is to think and ask. Somebody's job is to do. So, man does the thinking and the praying. God does the doing. That means whatsoever I can think of or make a request of, God can do more than. So, let's put it this way. If there is a man to think and pray, there is the God to do more than. Is that clear? Like division of labor. God is not the one to think and pray. It is man's part to think 
And then it is God's part to do. So Paul used the word we for thinking. He's able to do above all we ask or think. He will do. We will think and ask. Is that clear? Yes, Primary school uh, guy can understand that, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power. This is the part that should not have been there. But it's there. It's not an unfortunate thing that is there. It is there because that is principle of God. That is within us. Because this is what places limitation on the power or expands the power. Honestly, even me, I wish that it didn't have anything to do with us. Because the first, the first translation where it says, according to the power that is at work, why did they put that part? Why not unto him that is able to do a sitting abundantly about all we ask or imagine and stop there? That will mean that whatsoever we imagine, whatsoever we think, God will do. But somehow they put a limitation, if you look at it that way, on it, that he is able to do a sitting abundantly above both there is a cap according to ah, why according to that means the power at work in us will influence what he's able to do I love the scripture so much it was Kaka the Brazilian player that we call Kaka I think his name is Ricardo uh, is it Santo, is it or was or something like that <laughs> now but they gave him the name Kaka anyway when he won the world player of the year like Messi just won now so people are angry there's no way that there's no beef I've seen videos of Ronaldo somersaulting kicking ball into the net and they will show this one that it shouldn't be a Messi well it is Messi because it is not of him that run it it is our God that she went what? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Bless every the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know, grace is powerful. I'll tell you something. After two days after that award player of the year was given, award was given. I watched one of his teammates. He was talking to Real Ferdinand, the old man you defender, in a show. And he told Ferdinand point blank. He said, Ronaldo will train. Ferdinand said, what about Messi? He looked at Ferdinand and said, I have never seen Messi train. Well, he said, when he goes to the gym, they are just pressing his legs. Massage. He said, when the coach is talking to the room, Messi is pressing his phone and playing. He said, once the whistle goes, there is time for second half force. He will just drop the phone and he said, he goes to the field to score. He said, I've never seen him do any extra training or anywhere. He said, it's like that thing is in him. That's the teammate playing, talking. He said, we go for half time. We are losing. We are behind. Coach is talking about strategy. Messi is pressing for his every time. And coaches know better than to disturb him. He said, but once they say it's time to go back to the field, he picks his boots, he goes in, and then he goes to score two, three goals. And he said, nobody understands. Maybe he has a hidden gym. I don't know. But that was... <laughs> if you're a fan of Ronaldo, don't worry. 
God still loves you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Are you with me? I'm a fan of Jesus. <laughs> is somebody with me? Mm. According to the power that is at work in us. So when Kaka came up that, I said, when he won the award, and they said, world best player, what, which year was that? That should be like seven, eight, nine years ago or so. It was in AC Milan then. When he won, as they asked him to give his speech, oh, I, I nearly, I nearly fell off my seat. I was so blessed. He just came, I know he speaks English very well. He decided to speak in English, not in, not in Portuguese or, uh, he just said, you know, when I was young, I thought one day I'll be able to play at least one match for my country. He said today, I'm not only playing one match for the country, I'll be awarded the best footballer in the world. He said the Bible says Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do exceedingly. Go and check, that was his speech. Um, if they have not removed that part of the Bible, because there are many people out there who hate our Jesus and they will not let that stay. But I think it's still there in YouTube or YouTube like that. He said the Bible says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above we ask for imagine. And that is my story. And people got up to clap. What a speech. Amen. Are you with me? <laughs> now, he's able. I want to call your attention to something tonight. What is this according to the power that is at work in us that can limit or enhance what God is able to do? It means that God does not work beyond the capacity of a man. Interestingly, God does not determine your capacity. Your vision does. In other words, it works this way. You need to be exposed. Ah. And the greatest exposure, they come from two things. A word from God and a vision from God. Both will always be bigger than yourself. And that is the way you can come out of every cage of life. When you say until that is able to do, he is going to do according to the power that is at work in you. Call that the container. So if you understand 2 Kings chapter 4, when the woman cried to the prophet and said to the prophet, these are the principles of God that cannot be broken. This is why when I am watching 24-7 comedy and skits on Facebook, there's nothing wrong with comedy and skits. I watch, the problem is this. If that is what I'm watching, I am not watching what will expand my vision. My container will remain small. And the power of God will only fill the container you lay down. Now, that's Second Kings chapter, chapter 4. When the woman cried to the prophet and said that your servant feared God, but the creators have come to take your son. These are the everyday conversation people are having with God. Lord, can't you see what is going on in my life? All my friends are married. All my friends have a job. God is not blind. He can see. But remember, he works according to the power that is at work, not the power that he has. His power is infinite. The one at work in you is finite. Oh. I don't know whether... So your power at work, maybe this is Pastor Ebele. Maybe his own is 50 kilojoule. Maybe this one is 95. Maybe this one is 125. Maybe this one is... <laughs> 13. 
<laughs> well, you knew I was going to say something negative. You pull it out of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, God help preachers. Sometimes, <laughs> when we were in school, there was this lady. I don't want to mention her because she might be watching now. You know, the pastor said she was so, you were there that day. Okay, well, VHM, university, we were in the same school. We were so, she was so skinny. And that day I was talking about dry bush and rice again. I, I just went to her front. I said, I, I just called myself, what are you doing? <laughs> but she got it. She, but she was a good lady. She started laughing. <laughs> I was like, she's added some weights now. I mean, <laughs> I, thought, I look for her again to bear again. I said, I, I, I was moved over. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you are you with me? <laughs> so ah uh, they cried and said, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. You know that I feared God and the creditor. Thank God for fearing God. It's necessary. But something else has to be added. He said the two sons, they want to take them captive. Next verse. Elisha said to her, God's answers are always amazing. When he said, Moses, I'm sending you to the most powerful king on earth. Moses said to me, what do I have? God said, what is that in your hand? It's as if God doesn't bring something new to your life. He points your attention to what is already in your life. Because there is always a miracle in your desert. You are probably the one not saying it. Everything you, you are praying for, they are one person or one move away from you. There are people in your life right now that you greet every day. You have not even actually maximized why they are there. You can't go and be looking at who, who has prospected. No. Your eyes have to be open. It's a spiritual thing. Because the person himself does not even know it's of any benefit to you anyway. When you don't go by this way, you will beg men. The pastor said that there is a person. So you think of which relative has money. That's what the person we are talking about. It is the person that God opens your eyes to see. It's a revelation. It's not done in the flesh. It has to be by the Spirit. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. As she was talking, Elisha just said, Madam, we don't make noise here. You are talking too much. One question. What do you have in your house? Like every other person, she first said, nothing. But because she was standing before an anointed vessel, Somehow God quickened out to remember that she first said nothing. We have nothing in the house. He said, except a pot of oil. Next verse. Elisha said, that's all, that's all we need. Go borrow vessels of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. I would have loved to show you, this is the prophetic dimension. I think also, when Elisha was about to die, stay with this story, except to find that one. The king of Israel came to him and he said, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen, they, they used to call him like that. I mean, that was how they used to talk to him. In other words, the king was saying that you are dying as a prophet. What happens to us against our enemies when you are gone? You received the portion from Elijah. Nobody received anything from you. Gehazi that should have received, he's not a leper. So when you go, what happens? And the king said, okay, I know why you are psyching me, my father, my father. You are afraid of the, you are afraid of the Syrians. He said, bring a bow and arrow. Now look at this. Thank you. Elisha said, take bow and arrows. And he took him bow and arrows. Next verse. 
And he said to the king of Israel, put your hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon, and Elisha put his hand upon the kings, and that represents divine hand upon your woman ability. Next verse. He said, open the window is sword, and he opened Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrows of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrows of deliverance from Syria, thou shalt smite the Syrians in Apex till you have consumed them. Verse 18 is where I'm going. Very powerful. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, smite them upon the ground. And he smote them three times and stayed. Verse 19. And the man of God was wrought. And he said, thou should have done it five or six times. Then art thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed them. Whereas thou shalt smite Syria but three times. Did you notice something similar between this and when the woman came? For the woman, the prophet did not say how many verses. Borrow not few. Your vision and your capacity will determine how you interpret that word, not few. To somebody, 10 verses, that's all. To someone like myself, I will use one month to be borrowing. We are just gathering vessel until there's no vessel again on that. Now, to the king also, why didn't the prophet tell him that the number of times you eat the ground will determine how many victories? They don't tell people. Their vision, how many victories the guy would have. Because the prophet had told him that this is the bow of victory, of deliverance over Syria. Then he says, smite the ground. And the guy, one, two, three, and stopped. Elisha said, ah, you miss an opportunity. I will be smiting until the guy will say, oh, girl, it don't do. Because I will do that for the next 30 generations. Till there is no Syria again. There is still Syria now creating problem. Three times. There are other stories like this in the Bible that you discover that God will not tell man how many times. Unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. Even when Jesus stood before a blind man, he said, what do you want? This thing. It will be hard for God to bless you beyond you are seeing that you have a house in Lagos and then you travel on vacation, that's all. Somebody is thinking that he will employ 10,000. Somebody is thinking that he will transform the entire nation. Somebody is thinking that he will be paying salary and be helping 10,000 widows. I will tell you a vision. There is none of them whose request will intimidate God. According to the power that is at work in us. The Lord cannot pour more into, it can't go beyond the vessel you lay down. As the oil started flowing, and they told the daughter that bring another vessel, and I said, No more vessel again. The oil stayed. It's a principle. The power of God goes as far as the capacity or the number of vessels you lay down. How many vessels are you laying down in life? Our bishop basically that was I listened to one old message that he preached. They started paying him in dollars in the church where I was pastoring, and the Lord told him. That should be giving 90% and live on 10. <laughs> when he told his wife, the wife said, I tell God to kill the two of us. 
<laughs> he told the wife that, no, you can tell him yourself. <laughs> At least you two have access to him. Tell him that we should die. They both cry like, then they decided to obey God. Now, as God started blessing them massively, he was still inside them a little afraid to ask for great things. This thing is not only what comes out of your lips, so it is your heart. This is why if you don't see yourself prospering, you will not prosper. It is the problem that is making it look like God does not answer prayer. Take an average Christian on the mountain praying day and night. Ask them, after praying, what do you see? The first part of prayer, this is why we pray in tongues, is to defeat that stubborn picture of limitation. I hate it. I was telling Pastor Joshua today. I was about to send a very heavy check to somebody. So, Pastor Joshua walked into the office and I just told him something. I said, I hate to struggle because I have read in God's word I did not create life like this. I calculating if we had a little more, a little more. Honestly speaking, I would rather not believe the Bible. If it is true that God is able to do, and I see myself, there is a problem somewhere. One of the things I see they do to us is that they tear us open to expect unusual stuff. One, I've always known it, but one day I heard a saying this. One of the reasons, one time God will tell you, see, there are strange instructions that when God gives them to you, your vision will change. It is true. If God tells a person to sell his house to sell it and to give everything, for instance, now, you will not think like a normal person again. Why your capacity will expand to expect something unusual. Why you have done a cyber that is not common. It's going to affect your psyche. And that's God's plan. That you stop thinking at the mundane level. Because at that time, your confidence is no more in what you have again. You've already given it. So you begin to think about a higher power. And guess what? When you do that, the power of God rushes in. Praying in the spirit does the same thing. Combination of them, they work wonders. At times when we begin to pray, it is that we receive a vision, a word from God. When we see what the Lord is saying, once you come back to this physical world, you cannot see things the same way again. Hallelujah. Everyone doing great things for the kingdom of God, the way they think is abnormal. Mm. It should be over 25 years ago. I was a small boy. Maybe the first time when Baba Adibui was not popular then. 25, 20 was not this popular then. 25, 26, but I think that was the first time I started hearing him say that redeem we have airports and all those as far back as that time. Vision. Reverend Sam told us one time, he would take a check and write, pay so so person, maybe one billion era, when he did not even have five million. You must not allow your eyes to stay at the level of environment where you are. If you let that happen, that is the level you stay. And that is the reality of many people. They see where they are, they have what they have. That's why Jesus will always use this word, look up. He said, don't two guys say there are four months before the harvest. He said, when you lift up your eyes, you see the harvest is now. That means what you see will change when you lift up your eyes. When you look around, you see what others see. They look until they were lighting. Psalm 35 verse 4, and their faces were not ashamed. 
this thing is biting me in because many people, this is why I believe, it's one of the reasons why we close our eyes when we pray. That one vision might dissolve and that one to come in. Because God, here is God wanting to help people. Or here that people, the container is too low. It's too small. And God is saying, what do you want me to do? Then that bishop said he saw in a vision. He actually thought that it was real. The Lord came to his room and said, stand off. He said, enter this tanker. I saw a tanker outside. And we were like, Lord, I'm that poor. How can I enter tanker? This poor. So he entered the tanker. And Lord said, drive to a particular place and call all the tankers in Benin City to join you. And he said they saw a line as long as... And he said, all of a sudden, they saw that it drove and led all them to Atlantic Ocean. And it filled. It saw like a nose who filled this tank. And every other person took a long time. Everybody filled their tank. And the Lord said, son, go and look at the ocean. And show me this. The level that you, of water you have taken out of the water remaining. And he said that vision truly was looking. And he could not find and the Lord said that, that is my power. Nobody draws from me for me to feel it. He said from that day. That was how you saw him on, churches were not this uh, exposed and read that time. But our bishop did wonders on that. The only man of God that I know, that I can remember, that went to communist Russia to use their national stadium for crusade. No whites. I'm saying no whites, not talk of black, had done that. Who gave him national stadium or put? Who did that? We Americans were not even there. It is a power. From that, the demand became abnormal that he can't say hey, they don't give white. Why would they give black? Never. I know when the Queen Elizabeth invited him for prayer. I'll be sure we walk up to a white church and it will take control, full control. Evangelist he told me that the old, they said this one happened, George Orema, before his eyes. He was part of Abishos' entourage. He said on the stage, the boy had died for about three days. He was, the body was already, they had something in his nose like this. He said they saw what looked like, he said the body was already put, it was gone. Three, they went to exhume the guy from the grave and brought him to the stage. He said when Abishos was preaching, I said everybody was looking, they just said, name of your life. Reverend George told me, that when that boy sneezes, flies, he said, him, Reverend John, he, all of them ran away from the stage. Only Abishol was left. And the boy came back to life. A man that has seen the invisible, we always do the impossible. He got to a point that he said, this scripture I quoted now was his persuasion. God is able to do. You've heard when he stopped playing. The plane was already moving. He ran to the tarmac and told them to stop. That was the, the one that connected with Aleko Dangote. It was T.L. Osborne that was traveling. And there was no space. And he said, sorry, there are two missionaries. I need to be able to stand up from the plane. That was our bishop. Audacity was too much. And Christians, when they sat down there, Dangote and one of the and he prayed for him. Well, I've seen the story all around. Dangote has not refuted. But somebody said, he even said, actually, it's true. And he told him that the kind of wealth he will walk in. Maybe that's the reason for his wealth now. Audacity and authority. When he came to my state, then I remember how he made our governor to tremble. I said, my son, mention the name of the God. No, God brought you to this state to fix it. He said, one thing about my God is that when he brings you to a place like he will remove it. Do you want God to remove God? I said, no, sir. He said, I that. Let's pray. I just pray for that. I said, that's it. That's that cost visit. 
this one that NTA captured. Interestingly, it was President Boy that was the president there the first time. And as God we arranged it, he was actually watching Nasu Rock. I saw in Jordan Barracks then. When a, a young doctor who was who called himself a witch said he was bringing witches from all over the world to Benin City. And Abishua said, you know the part that got to me said, my city. You want to host a combination of witches in my city. And he told the guy that the meeting will not hold. That guy told Abishua that not even God can stop. Abishua said, you are very correct. He said, God is too busy in heaven. Because I am here. So God knows I'm here. He won't bother to come and stop. He said, so you are very correct. God will not stop because I will stop it. And on NTA, they organized a debate for the top there. On this NTA, and Abishop started, the guy was talking about all his words that there's nothing God can do. No, no. Abishop just told the guy that, I want to ask you one question. Say that you are a witch and you die right now in the camera. He said, are you a witch? The guy kept quiet. He told the debate, said, there's no need for debate. The guy left. The president was not a Christian. But he said he was watching Dada Barracks that he shook and he sent a memo to all Nigerian embassies all over the world. That anybody coming for a conference in Nigeria, no visa, no coming. And the whole thing stopped. God is able to do one scripture. <laughs> Abundantly, above all we ask or imagine. <laughs> you know, Pastor Mori here grew up in Abishaw Secondary School. The Catholic bishop there said Abishaw was a member of Oboni. He said he would believe him if they would show him the door of the bed. You know, when you die as Oboni, they cut off your heart. said they should show him Abishaw's body. They showed him and he wrote, I can't be sure, for the first time. He said all his lifetime I was the enemy, I believe was using voodoo. He said, but I've seen his dead body, nothing removed from it. It means that he used a power greater than. Why would people, you know, some people are so, they have so much confidence in native, and it is what they have heard. And some Yoruba films they watched. Ah, aye. <laughs> I grew up in Abiokuta. I have seen them use charms, ring to hit people. There was secondary school beside me in that spot, they will be using charms. I told me and my brother, our neighbor was an old man that was extremely fetish. He buried things under the We're not even born again there. We, if we told our mom, she would kill us. We brought it out, calabash and everything, and broke everything. I don't understand. Somebody has poured rice in church before. One day I was passing my estate, so two people had this put over the house. So I, you know, but you know what are people have been told? Ah! Satan lies gra gra. Are there spiritual power? Yes. But you see, there is no power. Hi. The Bible does not deny that there are other forces. There are forces. Do not have seen if I mean. <laughs> Because I powerful masquerade there, the person will never become human being again. Yes. When the small boys want to, or I'll, I'll do the older ones, and it turns to too bad. The man will just need to twinkle his finger like this. Except he releases him, he will never become human being again. Too bad forever. Because the only spirit lives inside you. Satan will never be as powerful as God. There's no comparison. Oh God. Is somebody with me? Are you are you with me? Number two, there is something about if you read the Bible under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it has a way of giving you vision. When I study the Bible, suddenly unbelief begin, they begin to go down. You begin to see that actually I'm not meant to live the way I'm living. There has there is something greater. 
Why do we have the word? It's to help us expand our vision. And then number three that I started with, in that working with the wise, stay around people talking about great things. It will influence you. Are you with me? Watch things that will expand your capacity and challenge you. So, Bishop Boyedepo went to Arobot University and he walked around and he saw university. In the night, he picked up his Bible and he saw God. But somebody else enters the income and said that if God help a man to build this, in 10 years, I will build double. Vision. This one releases a word into the air. The Lord will command forces to help him. This one will live to condone to admire the man forever. Yet, the opportunity is given to all. Vision. I don't know how many of you hear that the Lord has spoken to you in a very clear way before. Two things we notice. God does not consider him. He doesn't reckon with the environment. He says what he wants to say because he's almighty. And when he speaks, he enters you down. There is a faith the thing propels in you. To be able to begin to trust him for more. And to just say, Lord, you are able. I am beginning to go along this cycle. 2024 is coming. If nothing happens to the picture you keep within, don't expect a greater year. It is not about New Year resolution. It's about a new picture inside. When we pray, unbelief, sometimes there are some, no one just said, this kind does not go out. Disciples ask Jesus, why can't we cast out that spirit? He said, because of your unbelief. He answered the question. Then now are there something? People have said that Jesus said this kind of spirit does not go out. I don't think so. Some other theologians that Jesus actually was talking about not the spirit but the unbelief. Concerning the spirit, he answered their question. They said, Lord, why can't we cast out this demon? He said, because of your unbelief. He answered that one. Jesus said, because of your unbelief. If you have it like great monsters, you will say this and it will happen. Verse 20 settled everything. He said, you are working in unbelief. You have faith. You will deal with the spirit. Then he moved to 21. He now says, I'll be this guy going not out, but by prayer and fasting. I was listening to a man in South Africa. It's late now. And he said that Jesus was saying that this kind of unbelief that binds every man, he goes with prayer and fasting. It is true. Sometimes when you really fast and pray, unbelief will leave you alone. But not just fasting outside the word of God. Because unbelief is natural in this environment. It's the air we breathe in. Limitations. You look at your family. The moment I ask some of you now, I mention an amount that is bigger than what you have ever had before, unbelief will kick in immediately. If I ask anybody to say that by this time tomorrow, I have one billion naira, your heart will sabotage what your mouth is saying. Why? It has never happened like that for you before. But do you know like they said that any family where when a father and the mother are graduates, probably PhD holders, that most times, 80% of the time, the children will follow suit easily. They will get to school and do at least masters. Any family where nobody has gone to school before, it's always difficult to break the first genes. Because in the wickedness of Satan, he lost people to be at the same level. Because of Isaac Newton's law, all objects will remain in a place of rest or follow the same linear motion until it is acted upon by a force. All family will follow the same, except something unusual happens. 
Do you get what I've just said now? That force that propels is the word of God. That detaches you from what people are seeing. Then you begin to see. If you read some of the Psalms of David, you will understand where he got the audacity to fight Goliath from. And the land and the bear. You must see beyond what others are seeing. This is my message to the house tonight. So many people are praying from their lips. Jesus said, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from We think he's only talking about unbelievers. No. He's only talking about many Christians. When we say, let's begin to pray, as people are praying, but their hearts, sometimes the major battle you need to start with is the battle of these acts that sabotages you pray off your mouth. Let us pray that in 2024, and we never have a dick once. Then you think about it. There's no year you've not fallen sick. Immediately, unbelief binds that prayer. And God says that, I just want to do what you have said. But I'm looking at the capacity. According to the power that is at work, the power that is working is too low for what you want to carry. A 5 kVA generator cannot carry 20 horsepower AC. It will destroy it. I get what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because of some of these ACs on now, we have 50 kVA, we have 300 kVA. Maybe 300 is what I want. If you put the, everything back to 50 kVA now, either the AC or the gen, something will happen to all of them. And it's happened before, by mistake, when they were, because it's not designed. So, the power that is at work in you is the main work you have to do to be sure that the power expands. And it happens by those three things. As, as you pray, in the spirits, if all of you here start praying in tongues for one hour every day, you shut your eyes and you pray. Something will start happening inside there. It's not a natural thing. It takes a force to submerge down belief and give you a new picture. Number two, if you start devoting serious time for Bible study, gold in the Bible is not found on the surface. We can study Bible for knowledge. You can also study for depth where God says something to you from a scripture. You are not hearing audible voice, but you know that God is talking to you from the Bible. That one does something to you. Yes. You know, one day, I will close with this. A man by the name and the woman where I mentioned many times, he got to a point that himself and his wife, I think he said they picked him from a basket or something, waste, that there was a period of three days that they were just taking water and tomato, no food in the house. They were pastors, they were as broke as God. He grew up being told that God wanted them to be poor and he lived his life. God saw that he loved God. He said he could live anywhere for God. He took God time to pass this man across to Andrew that it's not my plan that he should be poor. But before that mercy, God, God, they were so poor. How the wife didn't leave him was a miracle. Everything was upside down. One day he sent the place of worship behind an encounter with salvation, and the Lord said to him, Your capacity for receiving is so low that you are not receiving anything from me. And the Lord said, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the fruit of the land. Those who eat the fruit must be willing, first of all, willing and obedient. Many Christians are obedient, but they are not willing. He saw it very clearly and he began to adjust. I think I mentioned to you that they need one million dollars every year to run ministry across the world, and the ministry has never been down once from a man that had nothing. He is 77 now. He said the last 50 years, no pill, no pill once. That's a not addict, no nothing, no pill once. 
Benny Chaleboy, he has remained, and if you see, you even know that he's that old. What is the Lord willing to do that your little capacity, those who understand what I'm saying now, they filter their hair so much. You would think that they are, they are, there are some, I can mention names now. Say some things around there, or a robot already written on the door of his office. No small plans here. Please stay away with your small plan. You will say, now fight here, now fight. Because small, small, you will say something that will bring down their faith. Bring down their faith. Bring down their faith. And experience is one thing that can kill faith. I know a Christian who trusted God who died. Once you think about that, it will just wake in your faith. Or you remember the last time you rebooked Eddie and it did not go. That's why you don't want to rebook now. Let's rise. Is somebody blessed tonight? Whatever dampens your faith, stay away from it. That one is you that will do it, not God, for yourself. That's why Proverbs say, keep your eyes straight. You have to keep your eyes away from many things. There are some words, if you hear them, you quickly pray and get them out of yourself. Limitation. If I ask everybody here, can God give you a next state before tomorrow morning? There's nobody that will say no. Even non-believers on the, on, the, on the road, they will say, ah, if it's God, there's nothing God cannot do. But if I change the constructs, and I say, will God give you a next day tomorrow? Can God heal the sick? Yes. But you, will he heal you before tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Some believe he can, but it will take him time. But the Bible says, now faith is. Why can't we believe God? All of us, are, we are still being trained in this. But some are way ahead of others in the way they've trained themselves. But then everybody can actually plug yourself into this. Hallelujah. If you picture a house and it's clear inside you that you own it. In no time, you will. If you picture divine health, if you picture 2024 as the greatest year of your life so far, that that year, so many wonderful things, it will look like magic. The way you will be radically transformed about things happening. All of a sudden, it will call to you that Bible has never lied to any man. That God is real, his power is real, and his glory is real. What is going on inside us is connected to the environment. Yeah, blacky dobos. I will never forget. The man was a Jehovah Witness. What came to this put something beside my house when we were very young. Two daughters, husband and wife, both daughters, beside my parents' house. They are these two ferocious dogs that we all feel like. We're very young boys, very we were young boys then. 
This man did not even know. He just entered their company, wanted to give them that awake magazine, and he was going. And the dogs ran towards him. He just did as if he didn't see them and continued walking towards them. They both ran and came behind him, were sniffing his feet, and then went back to their cages. So we asked the man. He said, well, you know, dogs were there. One. He said, number two, but fortunately, he said, he just knew that if they don't sense fear in you, they will not attack you. How do they know that somebody is afraid? And that somebody is not. And I told somebody to my good dog again about lion. And the guy proved it to my good dog. Then lion broke out of the zoo. Came from the smaller cage to the main zoo. And he will start killing the animals. My good dog called the man and said, hey, maybe you said. <laughs> the man said that what to do first, what, what the time what lion will do next. That if you show fear, lion will attack you. If you threaten lion, it will attack you also. He said, but if you transfix a lion, you are not afraid. You don't look like an enemy. You look like a friend. You are just neutral. My brother said, so how can a person say lion and be neutral? That that is the problem that you are saying. So he called the man and he said to him, the man came into the stage. He will take a step a little, take a step a little. He said, no man, don't look at the lion eyeball to eyeball. He kept looking at our neck. Next thing he saw was that the guy picked the lion, the chain, led the lion back to the cage and locked the cage. I told my brother, I said, Pastor, I told you that what to do first. He said they are called animals that they follow what they respond to what comes from you. When you are afraid, they feel that they are in charge. When you threaten them, felt like lion does not take kindly to threats. We fight you. He said, but if you are neutral. But the question is, oh, we see lion and be neutral. <laughs> but you see, the man was trained. Training can help you. There are those who feed them every day. When were you at those who feed them? Some of them, they enter those cages. So, so it's training. <laughs> but may you not choose a training that will fail you one day <laughs> because there's no double plan <laughs> but whether you like it or not in average there are those who take care of these things and they don't have them are you getting what I'm saying? what I'm saying may the Lord help us to see may the Lord help us to see may the Lord help us to see may the next 12 months of your life be greater than all the previous ones put together May you experience true joy in 2024. Ah, uh, even among non-Christians, no, let me not say non-Christians. Some of them are Christian, but they sing maybe secular song. I was in a bar and one, and a guy was marketing the song he just released. I have heard amazing songs, but they don't go beyond the family. I hope you know that in every field, the people we call stars are not the best. The race is not to the swifts. No player will tell you among the people playing for Super Eagles that they were the best when they used to train. Life as it was separating people. Sometimes what goes beyond the scene is beyond what you are saying. Yes. So there are best singers that you have not listened to and you probably will never listen to. So then we have to go and look for another job later. But if a person takes perfect love liberty, again I say may the Lord open your eyes. So that you are not limited to what you see around you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your word. Help us to be doers and not hearers only. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. 
it is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.